Hello and welcome to Christmas Movie Spotlight. It's season three, episode seven, and I'm your host, Dawn Mack, and I'm here with my lovely friend, confidant, and co host, Pam. Hey, Pam. Hey, Dawn. Guess what? I don't know what. I am not piled under snow like all these other people are. Yay! I don't. I was going to ask you how much snow you had. Have you had any at all? We had a light dusting the other day, and that was it. I cannot believe wow. the footage of snow that these people have on the West Coast, and that, um, and also like. Minnesota and Upper Michigan. I think Upper Wisconsin too got it. Because mm-hmm. I know I have a friend in the Lower Wisconsin, like by the Illinois border, and she didn't get much either. So we had rain wow. when these people were getting hit with snow. Well, that uh, hell's freezing over, I think. <laughs> I'm telling I mean, you. you know, every time we have a massive winter storm, you're always getting hammered with it. So that's exactly. pretty amazing. But yeah. I don't know why it chose the East Coast this time around. And I know mm-hmm. I'm in the central part of North Carolina, so it didn't affect me. But our mountains got, I think, in some of the highest elevations up to a foot or more, which, you know, we don't get, like, snow upon snow, even in the mountains throughout the winter like you do in Illinois. But when they get it, I mean, they'll get a dump at one time, like, you know, one to two feet. <laughs> So, um, well, which is really good for the ski resorts up there, but still. Um, well, that's you know. funny you mentioned that because I saw, I was watching, you know, me and, well, both of us, when we get on Instagram, mm-hmm. it's like a never-ending thing when you get on there. You can't get off, you know. I know, it's like a rabbit hole. <laughs> it's like, it's like Instagram is like the Pinterest of, you know, of social media. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) So um, I was watching some Instagram stories and Galen Gehring from Days of Our Lives, he plays Rafe. um, Mm -hmm. He was he was skiing and I'm watching him. He's got he probably got the camera on his head or something, you know. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, you couldn't pay me enough to do that. He was having a blast. But No, when I'm looking at the top of the mountain and he's going down and I'm seeing like, oh, wait a minute, is it going to end there? Is he going to stop? And no, he keeps going. It looks like, you know, the mountain's cutting off, but it's like, you know, it looks like a jump down. You know, I mean, it's like not straight down. There's like little cliffs and stuff that they have to go. No, thank you, Mm -mm, Uh ma'am. Not for me. Have you ever been snow skiing? Mm -mm. Me either. I'm too scared. Nope. Yes, yes, that's me too. That's because, one thing I will know, not do. In every movie we've ever seen where you've got scenes like ski scenes where you've got this one person that just falls head over heels and they just keep going, that would be me, and mm-hmm. I would never get up. So I don't know. I, I don't have enough um adventure in my body to go let's go do that you know I don't there's to me that's this borderline daredevil and I know people do it and they love it and but there's something well, about going downhill and not being able to stop you know you know it's it's not just that part it's how you have to get up there too <laughs> yeah no oh, yeah. thank you no, I'm not a I, height person at all so no, that's not getting I, it for me uh, people get Look, stuck. I wrote, oh no! I wrote a um, 
you know, this is somewhat related, but I rode a chairlift one time in my life up at Tweetsie Railroad, which is up in the, the Boone area of North Carolina. It's in the mountain region. And to go up to the top of a mountain, I forget the the um, attraction, but it was one of the attractions up there. And so you had to ride a ski lift to get to the top. And there was some more stuff once you got up there. And I'm going to tell you what, of course, your feet are dangling off of the ski lift. And the mm-hmm. whole time, I'm just, I could not look down. I was like, nope, nope. And the same with the Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel, at least I your feet are. I was just going to say, I don't even go on a Ferris wheel, let alone on no, a mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I can get on a Ferris wheel, is, and I don't know why this is. This does not bother me. Looking ahead in a Ferris wheel, like when you're on a Ferris wheel, looking ahead, and you mm-hmm. know everything's down low, it really bothers me. Not like doesn't make me queasy or anything. It just like psychs me out. Like I think I'm gonna fall. But if I turn my head and look behind me as the thing is moving and I'm seeing out over the it doesn't bother me one bit. I'm not the I don't know what it is. It takes the phobia away. Well, that's strange. I, it is odd because you're you still can see down, but I don't know. It's something about you're moving away from it, so maybe it tricks my mind into thinking that I'm not falling whereas if you're looking at it straight on as you're going round and round and then you're you know you get lower to the ground and then you get you know if you're looking ahead you're seeing all that and motion and it's uh no I've done that once or twice and that was probably Mm -hmm. more than needed to (laughs) oh my gosh Uh, and it's funny too because as far as going on any type of rides when I was younger I loved, loved going on, um, oh, my gosh, why is the word escaping me? Roller coasters? Roller coasters, roller coasters. And those go up pretty high, and, you know, you dip down. For some reason, those never bothered me. I loved roller coasters. You can have all you want. I do. (laughs) I will. I will not ride them for anybody's business. I, I'm telling you, Pam, those those things frighten me. I've seen, like, you know, the videos that they put on, on Facebook and other places on social media now, YouTube, and you can watch them, and it's like you're looking – the view is like as if you're in the car and you're riding it. And it's yeah. all I can do to get through one of those, much less be on <laughs> one. <laughs> I know it's crazy. I mean, it's it, it's just as goofy as you riding a Ferris wheel looking backwards, and I will not get on a Ferris wheel because of the height. And yet, I'll go on a roller coaster, which is probably just as high, if not higher. Sometimes I don't know. I, it, we're goofy that way. <laughs> we call ourselves yin and yang for nothing, right? <laughs> oh my gosh! Well. We are we're so glad you're here and if you're wondering why we are on on a Wednesday night well we'll tell you Thanksgiving holiday that's all I can say Pam and I were incredibly busy we both had a great time it was a lot of fun took a few days downtime and so we're doing our show on Wednesday night tonight so we hope that um you're okay with that and if you're here thank you so much we're glad that you're here if you're a first-time listener who just happened to drop by to find out what christmas movie spotlight is all about we are so happy to have you here welcome aboard and we are just thrilled to be here i'm telling you pam the season is coasting along so fast talking about roller coasters Mm. oh i feel like we are on one seriously um as fast as things are moving 
I know. And the thing is, what's funny about it is I actually have watched more Christmas movies this year than before. I've I've actually, because usually what I do is I'll watch some of them live and then DVR the rest because, of course, you can't watch them all at the same time. And um, eventually I'll get to them in between watching my regular programming. Well, this time my regular programming has been put on hold and I'm watching all the Christmas movies. <laughs> so, Dawn, Dawn, well, you need, to, you need to get out of my head. Well, you know what? Um, I think we're switching. You know, they say when you work with somebody long enough, you start to pick up some of their characteristics and their traits. And I swear, I think we're reversing roles. It's kind of like Freaky Friday for Pam and Dawn. But exactly. <laughs> it's like, um, well, here's the thing. And I have to admit this. We do the show, okay? We talk about all these great movies. We know what's coming up, right? I bet you have watched more Christmas movies this holiday season than I have. And it's oh, not I know. I mean, you all season, folks, she has been texting me, okay, I'm watching so-and-so. And then, like, sometimes she'll text me and go, well, which one are you watching tonight? And I might be doing something else, and I'll go, I'm going to have to catch it at a later time. Now, I'm telling you, coming out of my mouth, that is weird. I mean, Oh, folks, let me tell you. I was like, am I texting the right person? <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, Christmas all of a sudden. It's just. There's so much. There's been so much going on that it's just hard to get everything in. But um, I'm telling you, if you have been with us since season one, then you know how far Pam has come in this whole Christmas movie thing. Because I mean, she was by humbugging, by humbugging it to death in season one. She was all but being resistant to the whole idea of doing a Christmas movie show. And now, this year, season three, here we are. She put her tree up. She got decorated before I did. I mean, we're talking about I could be the queen of Christmas. Um, and she's seeing more movies than me this year. And I'm like, where is Pam and what have you done with her? <laughs> yeah, well, that's how I feel about you, too. So there you go. Oh, it's really weird. <laughs> but anyway, uh-huh. it is it's how fast the season is going by like it when I was looking over the list of movies remaining the original premieres across the networks I was just blown away at like how many have already been have premiered and how many have left or left a premiere and it's like oh my gosh the season is dwindling away so fast and I know today's only December 4th but as you know it's the time is ticking. I mean, we're getting that much closer to Christmas all the time. And there's still lots of great movies to come. Don't get me wrong. But it just feels like we're kind of over halfway through with the season now. So and that's a little sad because, you know, you get so ready for the season and then it just flies by in a blink almost. Um, and and so now I'm I'm spending my weekends from now to Christmas catching up on the movies I've missed, watching the new movies. So if it, anybody needs me, I will be on my couch glued. Yeah, yeah, I think you need to because I've I've been sending her, you know, emojis too, and I'm like, okay, this one you're gonna ugly cry, you know, <laughs> and I'm waiting for her to watch and send me the emoji back, and I'm still waiting. <laughs> Has sent me on a couple of occasions, te- text 
or emojis letting me know that she has teared up during some of these movies. Now, we're talking about the proverbial, I'm watching them, but I'm not getting emotional, Pam, to yep. now I'm getting emojis. I'm talking crying emojis. I'm tearing up. This one made me tear up. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. But it's a good crazy, folks. If you had been here since season one, then you know how far Pam has come. Like, she went from being not really anti-Christmas, but December 23rd will do, to now it's like, it's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. So I just, I'm just so <laughs> come a long way. Well, um, we're going to move along. And again, thank you for being here this evening. We got a great show lined up. We got some great movies we're going to talk about. And before we get into that, you know, Pam, in lieu of wacky Christmas news, I looked and searched far and wide for something wacky to throw at you this week. And I got nothing for you. I mean, nothing. But, I mean, if you could believe it. I mean, there's just a, a lack of wacky news this holiday season. Maybe I think it's because there's so much n- news out there about Mariah Carey being the queen of Christmas yeah. and all the Christmas <laughs> movies dominating the news cycles with, with Christmas-related stuff that there's no wacky news to be found. So, But I did think that it would be a good time to ask you what your favorite Christmas tradition is. Because since you're now totally Christmas, like you could wear the banner and the crown, you've got to have a favorite Christmas tradition. Oh, don't be giving me no crown. There's still some bah humbug in me, woman. Okay, that's the Pam I know and love. (laughs) Uh, I, I guess, you know, I have to say I have two favorite Christmas traditions because one is relatively new. So my first favorite would be, of course, spending time with the family, you know, on Christmas Day, opening the gifts and that. And and although my kids are older and, you know, it's not as exciting anymore to see them open something. um, But now, you know, you got the little ones, so they're here and they get to open stuff and get all excited and that I absolutely love to see. I think children make the Christmas so much special, so much more special when they're little like that. Totally agree. And Excited. my second favorite Christmas tradition is doing the show with you, Don. Hello. <laughs> um, okay. So everybody or a lot of people joke and say that the Christmas movies this time of year are totally cheesy. If that wasn't the cheesiest thing I've ever heard, we've has been hit over the head with a Christmas movie box. I'm telling you, Pam would have never said that before. But okay, I'll take it. And that's one of my favorite traditions. Now we're into season three. So when you said new tradition, I'm thinking, okay, maybe I honestly, when you said that, you know what I thought, what, what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> what? I thought you were going to say, get your tree up as early as you did. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Don't forget that wasn't my idea, so. <laughs> it happened. It is a first since I've known you, at least. So, you know, I thought, oh, 
introduced it. Okay, well, I'll take it. But anyway, that I'll take the the show in itself. So thank you very much. I feel the same uh, way. Well, well, what's yours? Magazine. You ain't getting away that fast. So what's yours? Uh, my favorite Christmas tradition. Well, I do enjoy this time with family. Um, but I tell you, I've got two. One is looking at the Christmas lights. I have always just loved, you know, no matter if I'm traveling to and from work or just traveling about or just making a point to, okay, tonight we're going to go look at lights. There is just something about it. I mean, from the time I was a kid, my my maternal grandmother would come and stay with us on Christmas Eve. She lived locally, but it was just kind of the thing we did and so on Christmas Eve when things were a lot less chaotic than they are today um but you know on Christmas Eve there wasn't a lot happening you just enjoyed your evening with the family and that was it but she would come and we would go look at Christmas our whole family we would get in the car and go look at Christmas lights for probably an hour or two and that was just like to me that was Christmas Eve you know that was like setting the stage for the next day and and now just seeing the decorations, I still get excited. The little kid in me comes out. Um, and, of course, like you said, spending time with family, um, you know, seeing my kids when they were growing up, the excitement of opening their mm-hmm. gifts, and now grandchildren having that same excitement. So, yeah, those are just traditions. And, of course, watching Christmas movies. You know, I mean, duh. <laughs> so where do I come in on that list? <laughs> uh, thank you. That was a given. I said that already. So, yeah. But Country Living Magazine, they have come out with their list of 20 favorite Christmas traditions. And for the sake of time, I'm not going to share but only 10, the top 10. So, um, listeners, if you are interested in seeing what all 20 are, you can go to countryliving.com and search for the top 20 favorite Christmas traditions there, and you'll be able to get the whole list. But at number 10, a tradition is watch quintessential Christmas movies such as It's a Wonderful Life, which was on the other night, Miracle on 34th Street, Holiday Inn, and White Christmas, Pam. Um, and then at number nine, get your craft on. Christmas has become so commercial, so it's easy to forget the real reason for the season, and handmade items have just kind of gone by the wayside, but I think one of the neatest things is to get something that my grandchildren have made for me, or my children when they were small would, you know, they made at school or what have you, and so homemade presents, they never go out of style. Um, mm-hmm. At number eight, plan a cookie exchange. Number seven, listen to classic Christmas music, which I think we've got that nailed. Um, yep. <laughs> number six, count down with an advent calendar. Have you ever had an advent calendar, by the way? You know, I used to when my kids were younger, but we fell off of that tradition, and you know, that's something that I should have brought back with the little ones now, but um, I just didn't. But they were always fun. Yeah, I had I never growing did. up, too. Yeah. All right. Number five, make a gingerbread house. Number four, pick out a Christmas tree, which I guess in this day and time, so many people have pre-lit trees, like myself, um, that, you know, picking out a Christmas tree is a tradition, but... It's kind of fallen by the wayside, too. Um, Mm -hmm. Number three, 
I've never done this, never will. Buy an elf on the shelf. That little thing creeps me out. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah. We talked about that last show. I I don't see anything wrong with it. I just never had one. It's so cute, but, you know, it, I don't know. I, I guess I'm just, I'm too lazy to move the thing every night. <laughs> so it's like. <laughs> All righty then. <laughs> okay, number two, have a secret Santa gift exchange. And the number one tradition, according to Country Living Magazine, is look at Christmas lights. So there you have it. Oh, well. Who um, needs right? Dawn, Dawn doesn't need to take any type of drugs. Her natural high is Christmas and Christmas lights. Now we know this. Yes, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true. All right, Pam. Um, I may not have had wacky news for you this week, but I've got some wacky food facts for you. Uh, you of course ready? you do. <laughs> <laughs> because it just wouldn't be the show if we didn't have some food to talk about every week. So, um, do you like animal crackers? Um, yeah, I just haven't eaten them since, again, the kids were little. That's just not something you go out of your way to buy. No, but the best kind are the ones that come in the box with the little mm-hmm. string. Those of are the course, best. yes. Those yes. are part of my childhood. So now when I see them, and now I think they sell them in like the, the bags, the half-pound bags or something. They don't even have the little boxes anymore. It's hard to find. <clears throat> anyway, did you know that animal crackers were, the fir- were first introduced around Christmas time in 1902? Well, of course I know that. I've been eating them since 1902. (laughs) 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 Ate so well. (laughs) Well, did you know also that the string on the box was originally intended to be used to hang the boxes on Christmas trees? That I did not know. I did not know that either. Hmm. I would never think to put those on my Christmas tree ever. Well, in 1902, they probably didn't have a whole lot of stuff to put on trees. They probably had those real candles, you know, the the initial, um, mm-hmm. they they lit. I'm like, I've always wondered how they kept the tree from burning slam up. Well, you a know? lot of them didn't. If you go back in time and look at that, there's a lot of Christmas trees that burnt up. So, uh, yeah, you got to be really careful with that. <laughs> you don't exactly put a fire around anything you know that has anything to do with the tree the two don't mix too well no and if you think about it um there's their christmas trees back then were real christmas trees i highly doubt they had fake christmas trees then Mm. oh no that's what i'm saying you know it you know it would catch fire but they put those candles all over the tree it's like okay this is an accident waiting to happen for sure definitely well, before you go any further, I have to ask you, why do we leave cookies and milk for Santa on Christmas Eve? Pam, because it is tradition and it is what you do. And if you okay. really want to savvy, you leave feed for the reindeer, too. Right, right, okay. For every stop. Of course, of course. 
Well, I looked up this little thing, and mm-hmm. here's what I found. Okay. When Christmas Eve comes around, do you leave cookies and milk out for Santa before you go to bed? Have you ever wondered where this tasty tradition comes from? Well, we wondered the same thing, so we decided to do a little research. Unfortunately, we could not find any one reason behind the tradition. We did, however, find several theories. Number one, leaving cookies and milk for Santa could be linked to St. Nicholas. During the tradition feast of jolly old St. Nick, December 6th, which is right around the corner, folks, Children Mm -hmm. would leave food and drink for the saint and his attendants. These offerings would be exchanged for gifts overnight. Number two, leaving cookies and milk for Santa could be directly related to the history of the Christmas tree. In Germany, the people would decorate what they called a paradise tree with apples, wafers, and cookies. This German tradition would merge with Christianity and become the basis for our modern Christmas tree. And Santa would often snack on the delicious decorations. Over time, while Christmas tree decorations changed, the idea of leaving snacks for Santa stuck around. Number three, leaving cookies and milk for Santa could be linked to Norse mythology. People would leave hay and treats for Odin's eight-legged horse, Flipner. Wow. Maybe that's where one of the reindeer in the games came from. It derived from (laughs) (laughs) Slipner in hopes that the god would stop by their home during the Yule hunting adventures. This tradition was handed down to Dutch children who would leave treats out for Father Christmas's horse. And number four, leaving cookies and milk for Santa could be linked to the Great Depression. During this time, it is believed that parents wanted to inspire their children to share with others. To help them do this, they would leave snacks out for Santa Claus and his reindeer. So, there you go. There's four different reasons. We learn something new every day. How about that? Yeah, and I kind of, you know what, out of all of them, I kind of like number four the best. Yeah, (laughs) me too. I mean, you know, um, think about that, that time that those folks lived in and Anything to brighten spirits or be uplifting, and especially for children, um, you know, every little bit helps, as they say. So mm-hmm. that's that's really neat. Yep, and teaching them to share. So there you go. That's the best thing about it. Um, mm-hmm. We always try to t- teach our children that, and it's a good, fun way of doing it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, well, I did not know that, and um, as they say, we know now, but but yeah, I mean, I that was always a tradition for, for me growing up. It was a tradition with my children, and um, which also, um, while we're talking about traditions, is along the same lines. One of the traditions that my children adopted, they went to see Santa, um, I forget their ages, but they were young, and this Santa Claus, he he you know they visited with him and before they left he told my children he said that christmas was a celebration of jesus's birthday and when they got up on christmas morning before they saw what he brought them they needed to sing happy birthday or wish happy birthday to jesus well that really resonated with my children 
so they like you know as parents we're standing there away and we don't know what santa said to them they come and they're like all excited mommy mommy daddy we've got to um sing happy birthday to jesus tomorrow and i'm like okay and so then my oldest daughter who was about 10 at the time she explained you know what he said and sure enough they did that every year from that point forward that became their tradition that wasn't even tradition i had or their dad had so that became their tradition and every year from that point forward until they were you know in their late teens and were the last year they lived at home they would always do that before they would go and see what santa brought they would sing happy I, birthday. I love that. I love that. I know. And it was just because that Santa Claus took it upon himself to impart that um, to the children, and it really resonated. I mean, because Santa said, you know. Right. <laughs> like, I can't even get my kids, kid, Santa, could you tell the kids to clean their room? Because, you know. Right. Like, <laughs> you're having an impact here. But, um, but, no, seriously, I thought that was the sweetest tradition. And the fact that he just said, wish happy Jesus a happy birthday they came up with the concept let's sing happy birthday to Jesus and sure enough that's what they would do so it was just like music to sweet music to my ears every Christmas morning to hear my children doing that um you know and they they all would you know get each other in line like no you know I remember one year my um my son he told my youngest she was starting down the stairs He's like, no, Hannah, you can't go down. we got to sing to Jesus first. <laughs> so it was just Aww. really sweet and little. But anyway, I didn't mean to get off topic. But it's it's just interesting, the traditions that we adopt. And cookies and milk were was always such a big part of that. And, you know, mm. the whole ritual received. So, well, good times yeah. for sure. Yeah, definitely. It'll be Christmas before you know it, so be sure to go to HallmarkChannel.com for tips on holiday planning and to see the full schedule of Hallmark's amazing holiday movie premiere. Countdown to Christmas, celebrating 10 years of great holiday movies. Hey everybody, it's Paul Green, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn on the Christmas Movie Spotlight. Hey, Paul, it's so great to hear from you. Mm-hmm. What a wonderful soul he is. He truly, truly is. I just wanted his interview. It sticks in my mind because he was on set and called in to do the the interview with us. And that meant so much to us. Yeah. Well, you know, he is, he is one of a kind and he's so gracious and we were incredibly lucky to talk to him because he kept saying, I I remember through that whole interview that, you know, if he had to hang up, it was because he was getting called to set. And But he never did. Fortunately, we were able to get the interview in. But still, he was just uh, such a uh, wonderful person to speak to. One of my mm-hmm. favorites. Yes. Well, that brings us to now our review of the movies for this coming week. And uh, we're going to kick things off with... Hallmark Channel, A Christmas Love Story, which premieres Saturday, December 7th, 8 Eastern, 7 Central, and it stars Christian, Kristen Chenoweth, Scott Wolf, Keith Robinson, and Kevin Quinn. Now let's go on location with this behind-the-scenes look at A Christmas Love Story. Hi, everybody. It's Kristen Chenoweth. Scott Wolf, And I'm Eric Close. 
and I am lucky enough to get to direct these two amazing people in an all-new Hallmark Channel Christmas movie. We're all busy on set here filming, but we can't wait for you to see this all-new Hallmark Channel movie this holiday season. That's great. I play Catherine, who is a former Broadway star and turned into choir director. She's changing lives of these young kids through music, which is her love and passion. I just want you to know that your son has an incredible gift. For singing? Yes. Raw talent. What's been the most fun, I've been working with the choir kids and watching them, honestly, to see their faces and me standing in front of them as the character and conducting them. And that's part of the story that I love. The music is a very important aspect. And she may or may not find love along the way. This is the day I've been looking forward to because this whole day is our final performance, the finale of the movie. We get to hear all these amazing songs and all the voices coming together and then the really special duet between Catherine and Danny, which is played by Kristen and uh, Kevin. I'm really excited about that and plus I got to get dressed up and be part of the audience, which is cool. We're at a beautiful theater called the Night Theater. It's just been spectacular how the city has embraced us. And, you know, we found these amazing locations that, you know, really complement this scene. Set decorations are amazing and really Christmassy, and so it's going to be a lot of fun. And the songs are incredible, especially the final song. Personally, I think it's going to be like a hit, so I'm really fired up about that. This movie has all the things people have come to expect. It has love, it has family, it has romance. Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. Also, I think it's a great message of what families... All different kinds of families may look like. Families are DNA and also what we've chosen. That's kind of a, a big message in the film, too. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for coming and spending some time with us behind the scenes. Please continue to look for our new Christmas movie. You're going to love it. I think this movie is probably going to be one of the best that Hallmark puts out this year. Um, first off, Hallmark Hall of Fame. Um, but I couldn't help but think, as I was listening to that clip, that it's kind of like art is imitating life. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Kristen is playing um, a character who is a former Broadway star. She has been on Broadway in real life and has directed choirs. She's performed. So who better to pick? to star in this movie than her and um and I just love her. I've loved her in everything I've ever seen her in. And Scott Wolf, since his days a party of five back in the nineties, um, I have followed his career and have loved everything he's done as well. So I'm i I'm really enjoying the fact that these two have been paired together. And I think the movie is gonna be wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. Well, I don't have much to add to that because I agree with everything that you said. I absolutely adore Kristen Chenoweth and Scott Wolf, both. Um, I love when she sings. She mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Reba McIntyre, who I saw in concert one one year. And I, when I saw her on stage, she's just this, this tiny little thing like Kristen is, but Boy, the voices that come out mm-hmm. of them when they sing. Oh, my gosh. It's just well, beautiful. And, 
And the other thing I love about Kristen is everything I've ever seen her, and she brings so much energy to the role. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I think she's probably like that in real life. I couldn't imagine her not being. And if she isn't, it, she is mustering a lot of strength to build up that energy level to bring it on screen. But um, I loved her in 12 Men of Christmas. I thought she mm-hmm. was amazing in that. That's still one of my favorite movies to this day. But so this is going to be really good. I, I can't wait to hear her sing in it, and um, so it should just it should all just be wonderful. Um, well, be sure to check out a Christmas love story Saturday, December seventh at eight Eastern, seven Central. From Hallmark Hall of Fame, Tony Award-winning sensation Kristen Chenoweth and Scott Wolf take center stage. Christmas only comes around once a year. You got to get in there in an all-new Hallmark Hall of Fame presentation. Yes! It's beautiful. Yeah, it is. A Christmas love story premiering this holiday season on Hallmark Channel. Okay, and next up on Hallmark is Christmas at Dollywood, and that's Sunday, December 8th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, starring Danica McKellar, Niall Matter, and Dolly Parton. Of course, it's got to have Dolly Parton in it. Come on, people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and the story goes, when a New York City event planner returns to Tennessee to plan the Christmas celebration at Dollywood, She's paired with the head of operations who thinks he can handle the party just fine on his own. That should be interesting. Recently, mm-hmm. <laughs> hold on. <coughs> Sorry. <clears throat> I swallowed wrong there. <clears throat> okay, let me let me go back. <clears throat> Recently, Danica McKellar shared her excitement about working with Dolly Parton and the wonderful Charity Imagination Library. So this movie actually started over two years ago. I write children's math books, and one of my books, Goodnight Numbers, was um, accepted into the Imagination Library. For those of you who don't know, Dolly Parton has this amazing charity called the Imagination Library. She's had it for 25 years now. They donate books, um, low-cost versions of popular children's books, to little kids all around the world who might not normally be able to afford it, ages 0 to 5. It's an incredible program, and I was so honored when Goodnight Numbers was chosen to be a part of it. Yeah, you know, I've watched some of Danica's uh, periscopes and stuff on social media where she talks about her math and her books and, and stuff like that. So I know she's hugely into that. So congratulations to Danica. She is a math genius. I mean, if she was not an actress, she could be one heck of a math teacher. I totally bombed at math in school. She could have been my tutor. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But she's written, I mean, she's got a whole slew of math books at all age levels, and um, she knows math like the back of her hand. It's amazing to hear her talk about it, and I'm just sitting there like with this blank stare the whole time because (laughs) math and I do not get along. Uh, Basic math, yes, when you get into algebra and trig and all, uh, no, y'all can have it, but but anyway, um, yeah, she's she's amazing. And this movie, like you said, it's got Dolly in it. How I don't know what more is there to say. It's just going right? to be a great movie. <laughs> um, and of course, 
we would be remiss if we didn't mention the wonderful Niall Mater. I mean, my gosh. And I think this is the first time he and Danica will be um, co-starring together. So this is going to be uh, just the perfect um, scenario for a movie. Yes. And now here we are with the Mater and Matter. I mm-hmm. said Matter, you said Mater, but I'm not sure. I know I've heard his last name pronounced in the past, but when I was reading it, it's like, okay, how does he say it? So I've heard it pronounced uh, Mater, but if you looking at it, it to me is like the word Matter. So right. I think it's Mater. And I also think, too, um, especially if you're an actress or an actor, there are just certain ways you pronounce names uh, in general, but especially mm-hmm. among celebrities. So it gets like I heard one earlier today, and I don't even remember the name of the person, but it was a male actor. And I have totally been saying his name wrong forever. And the commentator, it was a preview of a Christmas movie coming up. And the commentator said his name, and I was like, oh, my gosh, are you for real? Like, I have said this person's <laughs> name wrong forever because I thought this was the way um, you pronounce it. And, um, oh, I know who it was. It was Corey, and I've always said Seaver. But right. no, se- Severe. Is how you pronounce really? thing. And the commentator said, Corey, severe. No, oh I'm wrong God. again. No, it's worse than that. It's a good worse, but for me, <laughs> it's worse because I totally train wrecked it. It's Corey Sabier. That's the way the, oh. comment, unless the commentator had it wrong. I, but his last name, the way <clears throat> I've seen it my entire life, I've always pronounced it severe. And Sabier. Okay. Well, all right. Now we know. I stand corrected. But anyway, wow. I didn't mean to. Okay. I'm just. But <laughs> no, that's interesting. Um, yes. I mean, guys, to show you just never know. <laughs> yeah, and just a little behind the scenes tidbit for you folks. When we do our interviews, the first thing we do is ask them how to pronounce their names. So that way we don't get caught in that. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, I think that happened one time. That was one time too many. So from that point forward, Pam and I were always like, no, we're going to ask the proper pronunciation. And you would not be surprised, folks. You would be surprised, rather, at how many times the actors or actresses have said thank you for asking. Um, yes. Because that tells Pam and I that they've had their name mispronounced quite a bit by yeah. you know, interviewers, commentators, or whoever that thought they were pronouncing it correctly. So for us to take the time to ask, you know, that means a lot. And when it's your name, you want it pronounced right. And I'm, look, I'm not a celebrity, but people have said my name wrong my entire life. In the South, we say Dawn. Pam says Dawn. It's not D-O-N, folks. It's D-A-W-N. you got to put the all in it. <laughs> that's just I'm just the way changing it. your name. That's it. Forget about it. You're no longer Don or Don or Don. But I say, say Don, it. and that's, there's still a W in there. Don. 
see, you just keep saying it Chicago way because when you try to say it Southern way, it's horrible. (laughs) I never said that I could be a good one, so there you go. Well, either way you say somebody's name or not, be sure to watch the movie Don't Miss Christmas at Dollywood, airing Sunday, December 8th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Danica McKellar and Niall Mater are getting ready for the biggest party of the season. I want it to be the best. So do I. Good. Is this... Rachel. Oh, I have heard so much about you. I'm going to miss this place. You like her. I think you should tell her before she leaves. You can have what you want if you believe you can have it. Words to live by. Christmas at Dollywood. Only on Hallmark Channel. He said Niall Mater. Yep, so that's it. Long A. <laughs> now we know that's, again. <laughs> look, Hallmark commentator says their name a certain way, then that's just that's just the gospel. That's just the way it's gonna be. Right. And <laughs> I said Candace Cameron Bure's name wrong her last name wrong forever until I heard it pronounced on Hallmark the you know advertising for maybe some years ago I always said Candace Cameron Burr or Burr because I didn't know that B-U-R-E was a two-syllable word but I do now (laughs) yeah (laughs) there you go well that will conclude our Hallmark Channel movies for this coming week and moving on to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries um, a Homecoming for the Holidays will air Saturday, December 7th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. It stars Laura Osnes, Stephen Hazar, Jesse Irving, Jan Boss, Markian Tarasuk, and Paula Gregory. I'm sorry, Paula Giroday. My apologies. Now, let's go on location of A Homecoming for the Holidays. And background! Action. Oh, wow. Okay. And we'll the one. <laughs> okay. We are in Mission, B.C. We're up in the mountains. There's pine trees everywhere. Feels like Christmas. Homecoming for the Holidays is this beautiful story about a country music star who returns to her home in Montana to finally be with her family. She grew up writing lyrics and being inspired by her surroundings and her memories and her family and getting to come home for Christmas kind of reignites that passion in her. We first meet Matt when he's just getting ready to be deployed back to Afghanistan. That's going to be his third deployment. So he's a little unsure about things until he meets Charlotte. It's a chance encounter that they have. I'm Charlotte. I'm Matt. There's an initial spark that both of them feel, and then they don't see each other for a couple years. And then all of a sudden, oh, look who's in town. Matt, this is our daughter. Charlotte. Matt. What's interesting about the relationship between Matt and Charlotte is that Matt's quite emotionally contained. He's been hurt. He's been at war and obviously seen a lot and experienced a lot. And Charlotte is such an open heart, just a bright star. And it's wonderful to see how she tries to open him up. 
Steven's awesome. We've been laughing a lot. I've had a few, like, great talks already. He's so well-suited for this role. He has a groundedness and an earthiness to him, and yet he's still so playful. Laura is perfectly cast. Uh, first of all, she has the most beautiful voice I've ever heard, so I think you're really going to enjoy her singing. The energy that Laura brings to set is always smiling, always upbeat. You get to see these characters heal and really kind of come together in a very special way. And it's a beautiful, well-rounded, enlightening, and inspiring piece. Well, I just have to say that Stephen Hazar is quickly becoming one of my favorite leading men on Hallmark. You know what? I was going to say, I don't care what the storyline is as long as I can listen to his voice and look at his Isn't face. So, I mean, to tell you, that is so true. And there, we have no shame in our game on this show. <laughs> because he is just, I mean, from the first time I saw him um, in a Hallmark movie, and I forget which one it was, I thought to myself, he's got so much promise. And I think he was like playing a supporting lead role at the time I thought if they ever make him a leading man he is going to run with it and he has and uh, and then Laura Osnes, um what can you say about her she is an amazing actress she is as he put it well suited for the role she has a great mm-hmm. voice and again music is involved so mm-hmm. you know it's going to be a good movie if there's music um but nonetheless so it should be really good and I'm looking forward to seeing that and and also any movie that, whether it's Hallmark or whoever, puts out and it pertains to the military or our veterans, um, that just pulls at my heartstrings. I just love the men and women who, you know, fight for our country every day and spend deployments abroad during the holidays, particularly away from family and friends. And, you know, it's hard on them. It's hard on the families. And, you know, just love our military people so much. So when you can see that captured in a movie – it's so special. It really is. And as Dawn says, it takes a lot for me to cry um, in those type of movies. She will be getting the ugly cry emoji. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking we're going to be trading those quite a bit. Yep. <laughs> now, don't miss the homecoming for the holidays airing Saturday, December 7th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. Broadway's Laura Osnes and Stephen Hazar in a story about family. A homecoming for the holidays. Premieres Saturday, December 7th at 9. Part of Miracles of Christmas. Only on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. And that brings us to our next Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie, which is... Sorry, I... Did not see it because you didn't have it highlighted in blue. And so it caught me off guard. Oh, sorry. There's some more editing for you. Oh, Lord. What more do you want? Well, no. I mean, because you highlight all the movies in blue. So I was like, I was like, where is the movie name? That's all right. Okay. Look, you're one of those people. You got to have your colors. <laughs> like, God, keep the crayon box nearby. I mean, for real. <laughs> like, <laughs> I do, but that one just—it's your mean, fault. We'll totally leave that in. It's so funny. But anyway, go ahead. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. I'll get you back. You wait. (laughs) And that brings us to our next Hallmark and Movies Mysteries movie. Time for you to come home for Christmas. I'm going to be sending Dawn home for Christmas. You watch this, and it ain't going to be where she thinks it is. And that'll air on Sunday, December 8th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central, starring Allison Sweeney, Lucas Bryant, and the executive producer is Blake Shelton. And the story goes, when Catherine returns home after her husband passed, she meets a veteran who is on his own holiday journey. As Christmas nears, they learn of a bond that may be the miracle they need. Uh, that's going to be another ugly cry emoji. Well, the first thing I thought about when I read the description for the movie, um, Allison Sweeney's playing the role of Catherine, you know, having watched her on days and how emotion, so a lot of the emotional scenes that she's had, mm-hmm. um, I'm thinking to myself, she's perfect for this movie because you know there's going to be emotion involved. Yeah. And uh, she will bring it. So, and and who who knew that in the same weekend they're going to have two military oriented movies? Kudos to Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Yes, exactly. Uh, he's a veteran, or she meets a veteran, so definitely we're going to be seeing uniform, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's going to be good. That is going to be good. Um, we're going to need lots of Kleenex boxes. Yes, for sure. Well, don't miss Time for You to Come Home for Christmas, airing Sunday, December 8th at 9 Eastern, 8 Central. So why are you here? Someone gave me a gift a long time ago. I want to repay it. From executive producer Blake Shelton, another incredible journey that will bring two strangers together. I like to think we're given second chances for a reason. Allison Sweeney and Lucas Bryant. I'm really glad you came. Time for you to come home for Christmas. Part of Miracles of Christmas, only on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. This holiday season, Lifetime is giving you free photos with Santa. I'm super excited. So say Santa with It's a Wonderful Lifetime. Go to MyLifetime.com slash Santa to find select Brookfield Property Shopping Centers and sign up for free photos with Santa. It's a Wonderful Lifetime, all holiday season long on Lifetime. Hi, this is Dee Wallace, and you're listening to Pam and Don. Oh, love, love, love some Dee Wallace. Love her and have so enjoyed watching her this holiday season. Her movie was so good. I absolutely adored it. Uh, you know, with her and, and uh, oh, his name is escapes me, Barry. Barry Bostwick. Yeah, they can't. Louisiana. They, they can't do any wrong. Mm-mm. You know, a movie could totally bomb, and Dee Wallace is in it. You know, you add Barry for good measure. But if you just had Dee Wallace alone in a total bomb of a movie, the movie would be the best thing you'd ever seen because she is so good at what she does. Um, she brings so much. She's so vivacious and brings so much life to the screen. And I've been a fan of hers since the days of E.T., which, by the way, I have to interject this before we get into Lifetime, and I should have mentioned it earlier. Did you see, Pam, did you see the trailer, the commercial over Thanksgiving? 
for the ET um, and alien. I'm telling you, I it brought tears to my eyes. A commercial brought tears <laughs> to my eyes. Look, when okay, I might get choked up talking about it because it just got me. But I thought of Dee, and I wanted to just send yeah. her a message and go, oh, my gosh, the only way that commercial could have been any more perfect is if you and Drew Barrymore had been in it. Exactly. But in the commercial, and I know you're going to say the same, in that commercial, when E.T. starts saying Elliot's name, I thought I was going to lose it. Mm-hmm. And then Elliot, he comes and he's like, realizes it's E.T., and I thought, okay, it's a commercial, Dawn. It's not a movie. It's a com-. But it just like, in that moment, it brought everything back from the days of watching that movie for the first time and remembering how everybody could just identify and connect with E.T., this fictitious alien being, you know, on screen. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my gosh. That is – people are still talking about that commercial. That was the highlight of Thanksgiving Day was seeing that commercial being played. Well, I have to mention that I saw it on Twitter, and at first I didn't realize that it was commercial for Xfinity. I thought – Oh my gosh, they're going to bring it back. Uh, and that kind of brought my hopes up at that point, you know, that there was going to be a second one. And then when I saw that it was a commercial, I was like, oh no, this cannot be happening. Um, I think maybe with enough people talking about it, um, maybe we will get a second part. Who knows? I would, it would be as big a blockbuster as the first one. And and yep. really, you know, E.T. is what put Dee Wallace on the map. I mean, that movie made her famous, and that was the first time, I mean, I went to see E.T., didn't really know who Dee Wallace was at that time, and, and came away such a big fan because of performance in that. And then the following year, she's in Stephen King's Cujo, which she was, it was just as wildly popular for her, um, so it was like Dee Wallace had arrived. So from that point forward, I have always been a Dee Wallace fan, but... I hope I would love to see them resurrect that and do and bring back Drew Barrymore and bring Dee and anybody else that was in the original and have, you know, Elliot play the lead and it there's so many things they could do with the sequel to the mm-hmm. original. Totally. So, agree. And those kids did you notice the kids in the commercial look so much like Elliot and Drew Barrymore when they were that age. I mean yeah. they had them about the age and everything it great casting great casting indeed um and also i want to preface this segment because i mentioned this to you the other night and you i think you thought over text that i had lost my mind but i'm sitting there watching some of the lifetime movies kind of back to back i was playing catch up folks pam had already seen them by the way And so I texted her, and I said, you know, the one thing I've noticed in all of these movies I'm watching, and she's like, what's that? And I'm like, every single one of these movies are mentioning about this snowstorm named Megan. I'm not kidding you. I just, like, I saw it in, they mentioned it in Staging Christmas. Then the movie that came on after Staging Christmas, um, I forget which one it was, but it was on Lifetime. They mentioned it there. And then... Lo and behold, they have mentioned the same thing on Hallmark Channel and Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So a lot of the movies this year, there's a Superstorm Snowstorm Megan that all the 
the movies is embedded in all the movies. So I started doing a Google search. And it took me to a post on Facebook. Someone had posted about it, so I knew then I was not crazy. You thought I was crazy, though, I think. Well, I still do, <laughs> but that's another matter. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm reading through the comments, and people are going, oh, my gosh. They had the same reaction I had. You know, I thought I was the only one. And then other people were saying, yes, I've noticed that. And But the interesting thing is nobody can figure out why this is. I think there was one comment that said they had reached out to Hallmark and asked about it, and Hallmark said it was mere coincidence. I don't think it's coincidence, quite frankly. Um, I just don't see how it could be coincidence. And why Megan? I mean, but it's just interesting that this isn't – if it was on one network or the other, then I could say, okay, they're trying to make all the movies seem like they're all in the same time frame. But right. as one of the commenters pointed out, which was a great point, all of these movies that we're seeing in 2019, some of them were filmed a year or two years ago, and they're mentioned in this storm, Megan. So that is weird and freaky. I don't know how. I don't have any logic for it. I just know it's happening, and it's craziness. Maybe it's to make us think we're crazy for liking Hallmark movies or there Lifetime movies or Christmas. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, and Pam thinks I'm crazy anyway, so it really doesn't matter. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> but now, moving ahead, Lifetime. Um, the first movie coming up on Lifetime is a storybook Christmas. It airs Friday, December 6th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. It stars Allie Liebert and Jake Epstein. And here is an exclusive sneak peek at a storybook Christmas. Christmas closer. I make things happy. Welcome to Home for the Holidays. We're never going to get around to planning this wedding. Maybe we could hire an event planner. Too bad the best one in the city is so busy. You got to think about Finley. Finley! Hurry, Finley! We're going to be late! You need a nanny. Even superheroes need sidekicks. I'm the new nanny. Your nanny's a man? Celeste uh, didn't mention that you're a guy. The aunt likes to schedule everything. I like to plan the work and work the plan. She says that all the time. Well, I'm here now. Finley? And it's a new plan. You upended the furniture. Hey! <laughs> and almost burned down the house. <gasps> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> you must be really familiar with these books. More than you know. You're Marshall Graham. Finley's favorite author. It's a pen name. Am I seeing what I think I'm seeing? Oh, yeah. You like her. Stop with the looks. <laughs> He's so much better than Brandon. Ta-da! <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. Hmm, let me guess. Work? It wasn't until I saw the way that Taylor looked at you I realized we're missing that spark. Sometimes we need to be ready to... Jump in and do things we never thought were possible. Some moments are not to be missed.
Well, I am so beyond excited that Allie Liebert is in a second Christmas movie this holiday season. I love, love, love her and everything that she's in. So, yay! I'm glad she's going to be on Lifetime as well. You and me both. I, I actually really like her a lot and enjoy everything that she does. Were you going to say something else? I didn't want to jump in. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, lo- since you have nothing further to add, <laughs> um, and we are very excited about this movie, which, by the way, I have to just say this before I wrap this segment up. I'm loving Lifetime this holiday season. No slant on Hallmark. But we are talking about Pam and I are switching. I think we're switching roles or vines or something. Because prior to this season, and some last season, but more so this season, I was seriously diehard Hallmark Channel, Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Like, hands down, we're the best movies out there. And in general, just networks, Pam kept saying, you need to come watch some Lifetime movies. I'm like, but they're so true to life, I don't know if I can deal. So I've been watching these Christmas movies this holiday season more intently than last year. I kind of took them more with a grain of salt last year because I was still kind of in the Hallmark funk. And I'm telling you, Pam was right. Yes, folks, I've said it here again, live on air, Pam was right. Ding, ding, ding. And I have to say it again. I told you so. I told you so. I told you so. But I'm, you know, and this is my opinion only. It's not a slant to anybody in particular or at all. Christmas movies are Christmas movies. People love them. They're cheesy. But the stories and the the way they make you feel, you know, you just love them. You know the plots are going to be the same. Um, I think Pam and I saw a meme recently where there's five different plot lines for every single movie you see and you know how it's going to end but you still watch because you know you you just want to feel good and lifetime I, i i can't we tried to hit on this earlier in the season there's something about lifetime movies that's just different yes they're rom coms yes they have plot lines that are similar but the way they present their stories and the way they tell their stories it just feels different it is different And to give an example, one of the best movies I've seen this holiday season is A Very Vintage Christmas. And if you have not seen that movie, go watch that movie. Yes, it's a rom-com, but the best way I know to describe it, it is is not your typical rom-com. It is a rom-com with a beautiful story that totally caught me by surprise. And yes, I was emojiing Pam to death going, oh my gosh, I'm bawling right now. So it's just their stories and the way they tell the stories. Um, not to mention they have phenomenal actors that are, you know, portraying the characters and, you know, presenting the stories to all of us. But Lifetime, they've hit on something very special. And give them another year or two, and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> and this, and I, watched, I watched A Very Vintage Christmas before Dawn did. And sent her the emojis and told I I said this is one of my favorite movies as well. So we totally agree on that, and we both sent the same emojis, even though I watched it first. And, and I'm telling you, 
talking about, go back to season one and listen to some of the audio folks of Pam talking about Christmas movies versus now. The woman is texting me before I have a chance to watch the movie going, you got to watch this movie if you don't watch another one this holiday season. This is the must watch, you know. And mm-hmm. I just saw this like what, last night or two nights ago, and I, could, I, I was texting her going, you were right again. I mean – and I know she's just waiting for that proverbial moment when she goes, when are you going to start listening to me? (laughs) 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 Well, be sure to tune in for a storybook Christmas airing Friday, December 6th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And next up on Lifetime is Christmas Unleashed, which airs on Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. Starring Vanessa Lachey, Bethany Brown, and Christopher Russell. The story goes, when Becca's, played by Vanessa, dog runs away on Christmas Eve, she must team up with her ex-boyfriend, Max, played by Christopher Russell, to find him. As the pup leads the exes on an all-day and night search through their North Carolina hometown, hmm, They revisit people, places, and things that remind them of the Christmas past they spent together. Well, first of all, hello. Go ahead, Dawn, North Carolina. Go ahead, go ahead. (laughs) Well, I'm going to tell you. I'm going to watch the movie because it's on Lifetime. I mean, that's a given. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to really hone in on this movie because the setting is in North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see. Because from the previews, I can already tell these folks do not have a North Carolina accent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, um, they're North Carolina hometown, folks. And I can tell you, if I moved out of North Carolina to a different state, I don't know. You know, I know people move to different locate, different geographic locations, and their accents will change maybe over time. But I honestly do not think I would ever lose my accent completely. I think that oh, Southern no. would just just like Kelly Pickler. I mean, she is from North Carolina and you can hear it in everything she says. She's got it. You know, she can't lose it. She's refined from the first days on American Idol, I can tell you that. But she is still that North Carolina girl. Tried and true, through and through. So this movie I didn't know till you were reading the description that the setting is North Carolina. But yeah, we're gonna be honed in on that. We're going to see how true to <laughs> For sure. <laughs> well, Stay I love Vanessa Lachey, and uh, I just happened to be watching one of her other movies uh, yesterday, day before. Again, it's all a blur. I watched A Twist of Christmas, and she's so adorable in this movie, um, and I absolutely love her. So I am very much looking forward to this movie. And one last thing I'll add, I have the utmost respect for her because she is a celebrity. And when she married Nick Lachey, she did not keep her uh, former last name. She took his last name. And you don't see that a lot in Hollywood in this day and time. So they, I love her as well. Um, kudos to her and Nick. You know, they have a solid marriage. they got beautiful children. And she took his last name. And that's something to be very proud of. Jessica Simpson didn't even do that. <laughs> Sometimes it's easier to keep your last name if you've always gone by that, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. and in your career and you've had a long career. So it, it, 
there's different reasons for it. But I also want to mention, if you're on Instagram, go to Vanessa Lachey's Instagram, and you've got to hear Nick. She writes on there, I first heard this album while I was filming my Christmas movie in Vancouver. I was alone. It made me miss being home with my love. Now he's covered it with the boys. I love it. Shout out to Drew Lachey on the guitar. And yes, we can leave the Christmas lights up until January. You've got to hear the song, Dawn. You're going to absolutely love it. Well, what's not to love about those guys? You know, I mean, 98 Degrees in their mm-hmm. heyday was a great. And last year, you know, they put out that Christmas album as 98 Degrees 2018. And, man, they sounded amazing. I mean, they've still got it. So yeah. it tells you they're so naturally talented. But I'll have to check it out. So thank you for sharing that. Oh, you're welcome. And don't miss Christmas Unleashed airing Saturday, December 7th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. Well, moving right along now. Henry! Grim Henry's gone. This holiday season, call Max. Finding Henry supersedes any nerves you might have about facing your ex-boyfriend. It's a doggone love affair. It's the only thing I want for Christmas. Henry! You found Henry, and he brought you here. Starring Vanessa Lachey and Christopher Russell. Said that's all you wanted for Christmas. Christmas Unleashed. Premieres Saturday, December 7th at 8 on Lifetime. Well, I have to say, um, this coming weekend, Lifetime, they are leading the pack as far as airing original premieres. Um, In fact, on December 7th, they've got two they're going to premiere that day. And um, the other movie that will be premiering is Mistletoe and Menorahs, and it airs um, at 6 Eastern and 5 Central, uh, whereas Christmas Unleashed will air after that. But it stars Kelly Jackal, Kelly Jackal, John McLaren, and Corey Lee. Now here's an exclusive sneak peek of Mistletoe and Menorahs. Say that ten times fast. David Berber isn't going to know what hit him. I'm getting kind of excited. I hear there's an opening in design if you land the All for Toys account. So just get this guy on the hook and you're a shoe-in. just so happens I throw a small annual holiday party. Why don't you come? I would love to. Brush up on your traditions. We expect everyone to participate. That's the event of the season. Make sure you study up. I don't need to study up. I'm a Christmas boss. But can you light the menorah? What's that now? David didn't invite you to his Christmas party. He invited you to his Hanukkah party. What am I going to do? I know nothing about Hanukkah. Alex is history teacher. Alex loves him. He's smart, knowledgeable, handsome. Samantha, what is your point? And Jewish. Jonathan here is an amazing teacher. Your new girlfriend's family is flying in for Christmas. How much do you know about Christmas? Nothing. Let's get you a menorah. Great. That's uh, like a candle holder, right? We really have a lot of work ahead of us. Jewish traditions go back 6,000 years. Tomorrow, we switch gears and focus on my favorite thing in the world, Christmas. We need more green, more red, more tinsel. Doesn't match those pretty eyes. The tree, the food, the gifts, it's all great, but what makes it truly special is just being with the people you love. Another thing Christmas and Hanukkah have in common. What's wrong? 
We don't have to finish the tree. Heather thinks it's too soon for me to meet her dad. You broke up? Why don't you come with me tonight? To the party? Do you need me to? I want you to. Of all the years I've been teaching, the past few days have been the most inspiring. I bet you say that to all your students. Is that? Yeah. I don't know how to tell you this, but that's personally. Well, that sounds like that's going to be a really cute movie, and um, I'm excited to see Kelly Jekyll again this year, starting another Lifetime movie. But I have to say, I'm kind of like with Kelly's character in this. I don't know a lot about Hanukkah or menorahs or the traditions and customs of celebrating the holiday. Um, And so I feel like this will be a little bit of an education for me personally. Um, And it will be interesting to see, um, you know, the differences, but also how uh, Jewish celebrate Hanukkah and observe that. So it will be – but I like how they've they've framed this. I think it's going to be really – a really good movie all around. Yeah, it's it sounds like it's going to show the differences on how, how people celebrate. So it will be educational for those of us that don't know. Um, I have seen some Jewish uh, traditions uh, with the lighting of the candles. Like I, I think there's like twelve of them, or you know, like twelve days and stuff like that, and different foods they put out and. They have different meanings. So, yeah, I'm interested in this one as well. And, of course, I love Kelly. Mm-hmm. Well, don't miss Mistletoe and Menorahs, airing Saturday, December 7th at 6 Eastern, 7 Central. Edith Jewish, can you learn all about Hanukkah in just a few days? This season. Let's start with your new menorah. Why settle for one holiday? The holidays aren't just for celebrating, but for giving back. When you can celebrate too. Tomorrow we focus on Christmas. Kelly Jekyll. What makes it special is just being with the people you love. Hey, Gepstein. Another thing Christmas and Hanukkah have in common. Merry Christmas. Mistletoe and menorahs. Premier Saturday at 6 on Lifetime. This is Kelly Jekyll, and you're listening to Pam and Dawn. Speaking of Kelly, huh? (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) We did have a lovely interview, and you can find it on Blog Talk Radio. Just look for Take Two Radio, and that's with the number two, and you can listen to it. She's a lot of fun. So next up on Lifetime is Grounded for Christmas, and that airs on Sunday, December 8th at 8 p.m. 7 Central, or 8 p.m. Eastern, of course, you would know that, right? If I say 7 Central, (laughs) and it's starring (laughs) Juliana Gill, Corey, now how did you say that? Save, Save, there you go, there you go, (laughs) and Cheryl Ladd. Uh, The story goes, when a winter storm hits Cleveland and grounds flights, the nearby hotels quickly fill up with stranded travelers. Nina, played by Juliana, a pilot reluctantly agrees to let her arrogant but charming fellow pilot Brady, played by Corey, stay at her nearby parents' home. And when they discover her family is hosting a tree-trimming party that night and that her ex will be there, Brady pretends to be her boyfriend to help her out. When the snowstorm continues, their ruse snowballs as Nina and Brady are stuck attending holiday events together. 
But as Christmas nears, these two opposites begin to realize the best gift they could ever receive is perhaps each other. And I wonder if that snowstorm will be named Megan. <laughs> I guarantee you, and if it's not, I will buy you a hot cocoa. I mean, I'm telling you right now, um, I would almost bet everything that I had, and that's not much, that they will say it's snowstorm Megan. Stay tuned, folks. Okay. <laughs> and we'll talk about it on next show if it is or isn't. That's right. That's right. And you know what? I'm I'm liking the plot for this movie because it reminds me of another movie that you and I absolutely love, and that's A Boyfriend for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So this sounds very similar, and I'm going to watch it because I love things like this, these type plots. I love how, you know, it starts as one thing, ends up being something else. And um, it really ends up being good. Well, if you think about it, I mean, who really wants to see a movie where they get along, they know they're in love after the second date, and at the end, they end up together? That's no fun. You've got to have some friction first, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, Don't Miss Grounded for Christmas, airing Sunday, December 8th at 8 Eastern, 7 Central. All flights out of Cleveland have been canceled. You can crash on my couch tonight if you want. This Christmas, my parents love the holidays. Oh, no. The only thing taking flight. My ex, he's in there. Is anyone else? Say you're my boyfriend. What is love? What's this? I'm the boyfriend. Juliana Guill, Corey Sevier, and Cheryl Ladd. I don't want to pretend. Grounded for Christmas premieres Sunday, December 8th at 8 on Lifetime. One thing, did you notice that the commentator just said, it sounds to me like she said Juliana Quill. Yeah, but... I hearing because of the audio? I, I think it might just be the audio. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, all right then. Well, um, that wraps up the movies that are going to be airing on Lifetime this coming weekend. And now we're going to move along to Up TV. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a cute little movie airing this Sunday, December 8th at 7 Eastern, uh, 6 Central, rather. And it's called Christmas in Paris. It stars Rebecca Dalton, Daphne Zuniga, and Carl E. Landler. Oh, I'm so excited to see Daphne. Here is an exclusive sneak peek at Christmas in Paris. I have my favorite art director this morning. Great. I get to meet Lucas Baudin today. Fortune Industries is branching into Europe with its first men's fragrance. Now that I have creative approval, we need to talk. I reviewed the mood boards. They don't work for me. You're saying I need to rethink the whole direction. I'm saying you don't know me at all. I need to understand what it is you want to represent. Well, I'd like to know the person I'm working with. We should schedule more time then. Who is this lovely lady? That's my late wife, Veronica. Yes, she was beautiful. You must be so lot. I do. My mom would have loved you. I mean, she... Loved. In fact, it was our dream. We had plans to travel. I'm not ready to say goodbye to you. I don't want you to go either. Come with me. To Paris? 
thank you for bringing me here and making all my dreams come true. Well, you know, we've already seen one movie set in Rome this holiday season. Um, So it will be interesting, and this is Christmas in Paris, not Christmas in Rome. But it'll be interesting to see if there are any parallels. But I'm a sucker for anything that's set in Rome anyway, or Paris, or however you want to term it. Um, It's a beautiful, beautiful city, and the scenery is just amazing to look at. Um, So this should be a really good movie. I adore anything that's shot on location like that out of the country. I mean, it's wonderful to see locations within the United States, but when Mm -hmm. you go out to these romantic cities, it just brings something special to the movie. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as I was saying earlier, Daphne Zuniga, I love seeing her in everything that she does. And, um, She's just a brilliant actress, and so when I saw she was going to be in this, I was like, ah! Um, (laughs) um, She's one of my favorites of all time. Um, So it'll be good to see her in this, and be sure to tune in for Christmas in Paris, airing Sunday, December 8th at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. Let's talk about our favorite subject, Christmas! It's a Christmas movie Christmas on Up TV. Sunday, December 8th. I get to meet Lucas Bodin today. I want that deal closed. I really want him to see how he works. Very beautiful. I'm the head of art direction and sometimes pinch hitter model. I want to expand my brand in the U.S. and beyond. Your product blended with just enough of your personality. I need final approval on the creative. That's a win-win. I need to understand what it is you want to represent. I like to know the person I'm working with. Are you saying anyone? The last thing I need is a French millionaire playboy. I want you to see who I really am. You're leaving. Tonight, back to Paris. Come with me. To Paris? Everything about this city is so romantic. Mm -hmm. I could stay here forever. (laughs) I wish this dream would never end. The Up TV premiere movie, Christmas in Paris, premieres Sunday, December 8th at 7. The Christmas movies on Up TV will fix your face all season long. And next up, we have Ion TV, and I don't think there's any way to mispronounce that one, Don. <laughs> Very true. <laughs> and we have Christmas Matchmakers, which airs Sunday, December 8th at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. It stars Vivica A. Fox, Anna Marie Dobbins, Dorian Gregory, Philip Andrew Rogers, and Nicolette Taylor. Let's take a listen to the extended preview of Christmas Matchmakers. Kate that she won the 
Christmas annual buildings raffle, and then you tell Owen that he won. I don't have time for this nonsense. I'm too busy, Jen. Well, my best friend in the entire world, she has this really popular podcast where she interviews business leaders in the city. You could tailor the questions to make it seem like they have more in common than they actually do. It's like you're on the same wavelength. You think there's any danger in our plan working too well? Sure. It's forcing me to have to endure your company. I'll tell you, maybe I should give up this whole writing thing and start a matchmaking service. <laughs> yeah, and I could be your first client. You should totally buy this for Owen to give to Kate. The matchmaker tried to set up the match with somebody else, but then become the match for the matchmaker. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there you have it. Um, You know, it remains to be seen, but it's a pretty good bet that yes, we will. And, of course, I love anything that Vivica A. Fox does. So I'm definitely looking forward to watching this one. And um, don't miss Christmas Matchmakers on INTV Sunday, December 8th at 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And we have one more movie to review for this week. And it is coming up on BET TV, Black Entertainment Television. And it's called Twas the Chaos Before Christmas. And it uh, premieres Saturday, December 7th at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. It stars Sherry Shepard, Cynthia K. McWilliams, and Victoria Rowell. Now here's an exclusive sneak peek at Twas the Chaos Before Christmas. like you booked with likehome.com. We booked with stayhere.com. Well, we're going to stayhere.com. Pork is the number one killer in our community. Police is the number one killer in our community. Amen to that, baby. We can't let them stay here. You got that right. Two, three, Mitchell! Oh, trust them, they look like murderers. Uh, 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 uh. It tingles. That means it's working. Oh! Oh! I am going to oh. kill you! What seems cool now is really just hood. Did you just call my son hood? Your husband has no job. Your husband has a girlfriend. We, we need, need to, to talk. talk. I think the two of y'all should work that out. My thoughts exactly. going to say that that title is perfect. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> Absolutely, because that clip was chaotic. <laughs> but when I saw that Victoria Rowell was going to be in this, of course, Sherry Shepard and Cynthia mm-hmm. K. McWilliams can't go wrong, but I was so excited because, let's face it, I have so missed her since her days of being Drusilla on The Young and the Restless and have followed her career since. But, yeah, anytime I can see her in a movie, especially Christmas movies, I absolutely love seeing her on screen and she always does every role she brings it for everything she does this looks really good um (laughs) you know imagine the antics imagine you know if that preview is any indication then um it's going to be quite entertaining well just with the oohs and ahs and ow and whatever in in that clip alone (laughs) it's like they didn't have a lot of lines to memorize at some point (laughs) Right. <laughs> oh, that is so true. <laughs> well, be sure to tune in for Twas the Chaos Before Christmas, airing Saturday, December 7th, 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 Central. And, folks, well, that is going to bring us to the end of our show. Pam, can you believe it? Time flies when you're having fun. That's for sure. And it's always, always fun. I have to say that, Um, you know, whether we do a Christmas show or whatever show, which speaking of, we'll be doing a brand new show after the first of the year and be sure to follow us on social media to see what that is. Unless Dawn wants to give a little clue. Well, yeah, I think we should. I think we we should start getting the listeners excited about our new show. Now, I say new show. This show is not going anywhere. We're still going to do it every season as we have. Um, we'll be back next year with season four. We've got another episode or two to bring you before we close out this season. But we have got a new show that has been in the works for a little while now, probably well over a year, hadn't it, Pam? Mm-hmm. Um, we, we <laughs> but things happened. <laughs> yeah, we started talking about it well over a year ago, and, um, you know, and life happens, and, you know, one thing, you know, goes to another, and next thing you know, it's a new year, and here we are. But Pam and I are so excited. We're going to be bringing you a new show Um coming in January 2020. Can you believe it? 2020. That sounds so Mm -hmm. weird to say. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I mean, we're just weeks away at the end of the the decade here, folks. Not only the end of the year, but the end of the decade. But 2020 is going to be a big year for us. We, um, of course, will be back with season four of Christmas Movie Spotlight starting in October of 2020. But we have got a new show in January that we're bringing you. This one, if you've loved our coverage of the Christmas movies, every season then get ready because we have a new show and it's called tuning into tv and it's kind of mine and pam's another little baby project that we're just going to see what happens with it but we're going to have guest interviews um we're going to be doing shows periodically you know that will be different from what you're getting now but follow us on facebook and on our social um just go tuning Tuning into TV on Facebook, follow us everywhere, and kind of get a feel for what we're sharing now. Um, but uh, I think you're going to love it. I really do. Pam. Yes. Yeah. And it's Add. it's tune. Tuning. T u n i n g, in i n two the number two. 
TV. That's how you'll find us. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so go find us, like our pages, follow us on social, and stay tuned because you don't want to miss um, the kickoff to our show and whatnot. So anyway, we're very, very excited. We can't wait. Well, folks, um, another episode of Christmas Movie Spotlight is in the books. And as always, it's fun bringing this show to you each and every week, talking about all the great movies to come. And I tell you, this coming weekend, lots of great movies to choose from. I think my biggest challenge this holiday season, as I know it has been for many of you, is trying to watch them all. And uh, <laughs> and for Pam to be ahead of me in that way, um, you know, that's saying a lot, folks. I got some catching up to do. But nonetheless, we hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving. We forgot to mention that earlier. We had a great time. We hope you did as well. And you're just kind of, this week, you're just kind of catching up <laughs> from mm -hmm. all of that <laughs> and rolling into Christmas because it will be here before you know it. And as always, Pam, it's a pleasure doing this show with you. Thank you. And you as well. I absolutely adore you and you know that. And folks, we'll be back at our regularly scheduled time on Sunday, September. Uh, September. Listen to me. I'm only wishing it was September. December. <laughs> I don't know. Now I've lost it. Oh, my gosh. Sundays at 7 Eastern. We'll be back. Put it that way with our next Yep. So please be sure to tune in. <laughs> yeah, break's over, folks. So we're back on our normal schedule. So if we threw you off tonight, we apologize. But, you know, we just we had no time with the holiday and everything. It was just crazy and a lot going on, her house, my house, and, you know, the holiday too. So, But we're always glad to be here with you, no matter when we are. And, of course, you can always catch us on demand. If you missed the live airing of the show, then you can always um, catch us. Or if you just want to go back and listen to any of the shows you might have missed, you can always go over to Block Talk Radio, look for Take Two Radio. That's Take Two, two the number two, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting tongue-tied. But there you'll find the listing of all of the shows we've done, our weekly shows, and all of our guest interviews, which we've had some amazing guest interviews this season as you know, we did last year as well. So, you know, if you're bored or if you're looking for something fun to do, if you want to laugh, you need to pick me up. We're your gals. We're here for you. <laughs> so anyway, but thanks again. And we'll see you again this coming Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 Central. Good night, everybody. Hey, guys, don't leave us yet. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Christmas Movies. That's X M A S M U V I E S. And also like our Facebook page at Christmas Movie Spotlight. Don't forget that's spelled M U V I E S. And follow us on Instagram at Christmas Movie Spotlight. And don't forget to check out our website, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. That's movies with M-U-V-I-E-S, ChristmasMovieSpotlight.com. Thanks for listening. See you next week. <laughs>